Hey everyone, my name is Ed. It's been a little while since we've done one of these. Uh, welcome to PSG Talking. Um, we're back and we're joined by some of your favorite PSG Talk contributors for a new season of PSG Talking. Joining me is Guillaume, fresh off a trip to Europe. How are you doing? Awful. Awful. <laughs> no, I'm doing great. Thanks. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we also have Kose, who is in Ecuador, soon to be joining us here in the United States soon. How are you doing? Yes, yes, that's true. Um, you know, I'm doing just fine. Happy I got to be here after last time I couldn't make it. No worries. We're glad to have you. And then James, we don't see your face here often, but we're happy to have you. How are you doing? Doing all right. Pretty busy, but I'm glad I can make it today. Perfect. Well, before we get into our topics, we got to do a little bit of business here. We're excited that we have recently joined the Big Heads Podcast Network. So if you haven't checked them out, they have a lot of shows from pop culture to sports, uh, movies, television, anything that you're interested in, definitely go check them out. Uh, we're excited, like I said, to join them. And so you'll be hearing our show promos on their other uh, network, on their other shows. So um, give them a follow and a lot of big things in store. So excited to join them but guys the real excitement is all about PSG they had a match uh, the Trophée des Champions it was a 2-1 win over Ren uh, we had goals from Kylian Mbappe and Angel Di Maria in the second half to come from behind it's a bit of a sluggish kind of a game I don't know if the heat had something to do with it um, we also had Ariola made a couple of really bad errors in that game uh, I thought the red goal was kind of soft but I'm curious I want to open this up Guillaume if you want to kick us off what did, what did you make of the the 2-1 win well, uh, frankly, I didn't watch the game. I was on the plane. Okay. So I watched, I watched the highlights. Uh, well, the defense uh, is not our traditional defense. It's not going to be our traditional defense this season. And, um, but, of course, Tuchel has to give Diallo as much time because Diallo is going to be a key element of, of the defense. Another thing is um, strange setup in the midfield. Verratti was on the left. Era on the right. What? And um, Marquinhos was our sentinel. So I think it may have something to do with Gay. Like he's preparing Gay to, to insert him in that, in that trio. I don't know why uh, Verratti was on the left, though. So there's a lot of um, little fine-tuning to be done. I've, I've heard they're working hard in training. Like, yeah, and it's, it's still to be seen what is the go-to formation for uh, the manager and what he wants to go with. But yeah, the variety on the left was a little bit strained. Uh, Kose, what did you make of the, the win over Ren? Well, um, I mean, I was, you know, generally happy because we actually, of course, got the trophy. Um, but I agree with most of what Guillaume said. I think that it was really a, a kind of testing phase. Um, I actually felt like it was kind of um, the same purpose that Tuchel have a last Trophy de Champion when he also um, tried a lot of new players and a different formation that we didn't necessarily use the whole season. Um, but he was, he was trying out that Diallo Carer um, combination, which wasn't amazing, but I think it's good to have some minutes so that they can become better. <laughs> um, and, you know, 
like Guillaume said, I was actually very surprised to see Marquinhos in midfield. Um, but, you know, I actually thought out there was going to see Paredes, but he hasn't come back, um, or he just recently come back. Um, and apparently Marquinhos is more fit than he is. So he was able to start, even though he went farther in, in the Copa America. Paredes, he did come in for about 10 minutes or so towards the end, but didn't really make a huge impact. Uh, James, your initial thoughts on the match in particular, do you have any thoughts on Sarabia, who I thought was incredible i think he's already showing that we paid way below what we should, probably should have for a player of his quality and also Ariola in, in between the sticks there just making another error uh do you think he's the keeper going forward but yeah just overall just open it up with your thoughts on the match uh well like gam i didn't uh get to see it live either so i i got to catch a few highlights um i'm, I'm happy we won um, I'm also kind of happy that we kind of experimented a little bit just to get some guys some minutes. I think, um, you know, this is actually a first time, like real competition kind of thing. So um, it's nice to see some of those guys out there with Sarabia look like he was all over the place uh, getting box to box. So I'm impressed with that. Like you said, I think we, we got him for steel. Um, Ariola, I don't know who is, who's supposed to be the one if it's not him? Now, I'm not saying that he should be the one, but, I mean, if, if we don't have anybody else, I mean, I I see Trap doing those things all the time, too. So, I, you know, I, I don't know I don't know what to make of that. Um, but hopefully, um, maybe it's Bulka. Maybe he grows up fast. I, I don't know, but uh, I don't maybe know. He's a radio one. giant. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's some I saw on Twitter today talking about if Neymar does go, that then we would have the funds for maybe a Donnarumma, maybe a... We should um, have the funds for everybody. Yeah, right now we should have the funds for a player like that um, who's not going to be playing Champions League football. We should be able to get someone like that for a decent price. But I think the goalkeeper position is something that absolutely needs to be addressed. I don't think Kevin Trapp, I don't think Balka is at that level either. It's a, it's a real concern. Uh, Guillaume, do you have any thoughts on the goalkeeper position? Oh, many, but nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it looks like Navas is not available anymore because of uh, what his name's injury uh, in Madrid. So he's staying too bad because he was affordable. Uh, Trap, last uh, latest news is he's going to Frankfurt. Frank- I mean, he's in Frankfurt. But Frankfurt is, is willing to pay a song for him, like 10, 10 million euros, because he doesn't want to be number two. So uh, Bulsa, Bulka was very promising. I mean, I don't know if you uh, watch a few YouTube videos, but this guy's not bad at all. Um, he was hired as number three. If Trap goes, he's going to be number two. We're going to have two keepers. Um, if Neymar leaves, is, Barcelona doesn't have money for Neymar. Yeah, we're so going to talk he, about him later. Um, if he leaves, it's, it's going to be on a, on a loan, and there's not going to be any money for Paris Saint-Germain, except, I mean, who knows? The, 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 we're not a, a public club. Mm-hmm. Our finances are unknown. Um, there's still a lot that can go in terms of, of players coming in and out, but doesn't look like Neymar is going to go. If he goes, even if he goes, he's going to be on a loan. So there's not going to be any funds coming from the Neymar saga story. Um, so I think that's it. That's Areola and uh, Bulsa. Unless 
there's a no, another loan, you know. But all the top uh, keepers are so marketable now. Mm -hmm. um, they, they are worth so much money. The only one that was available was Navas, and he's no longer around. Uh, Donnarumma is not, not cheap. Yeah. It's going to be 50, 60 million euros. It's not going to happen this season. Unless, unless something, I mean, I know Milan is struggling financially a lot. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, I mean, so I think Areola is going to be our keeper um, this season. Not, he's not a world-class keeper. He has, he has done a few amazing saves, but he's struggling to keep his concentration the whole game. Yeah. But listen, we, yeah. um, we had a good transfer season so far. So um, let's not expect too much neither to be resolved in one, one, uh, one window. So if Areola we, starts, we, we'll be okay with that. We tried experience with Buffon last season, and that didn't work out well. So maybe with Balka, we'll go with you know, youth inexperience maybe that will pay dividends for us um i'll just also add with the trophy champions it was obviously played in china mark damon and i talked about this on our other podcast but we're really hoping that you know psg will do their preseason here and maybe have the trophy champions here in the united states I'm there's sure rumors what, yeah i'm not sure what city but that would be amazing we've been talking a lot about what can legon do to raise its profile here in the united states that, I think that would be huge if they can pinpoint a city with a, a large French population and get the fans out. I think that would be awesome. So keep your eye on that. Um, and the last part about the, the match that I wanted to mention, of course, Neymar, there's, some, there's always drama with him. So after the match, the trophy celebration, Neymar actually had to be pulled onto the stage or near the stage to celebrate them lifting the trophy. And then a little bit later for the photo, he – Mbappe actually pushed him out. I don't know if it was playful or what, but it didn't look good. So, Kose, what did you think about that? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I don't think there was anything necessarily malintentioned in that action. Um, clearly, Verratti has some, some you know, love for Neymar after he pulled him into the, into the photo, um, into the celebration. They, they celebrated together. Um, but I did see the videos of Mbappe pushing him out of the of the frame. Um, and I think, it, I'm not sure in which order it happened. I think it was the push out first and then the pullback in again. Um, so I think that kind of makes more sense of like they were playing around. Um, Neymar, of course, is coming from a very tense situation in the summer. Um, we all know that better than anybody else. But I still think that he is part of the squad. Um, he is a very, very valuable player. Yeah, it kind of got that feeling where it was like they all are kind of making fun of the situation. Like everyone is aware. And it's funny that it's Verratti because he was going through this not too long ago with Barcelona where, you know, right. they were accusing us of keeping him hostage. So it's kind of funny that those two are playing back and forth. Uh, James, what are your thoughts on that whole back and forth? Is it something, nothing? Are we making too much of it? Uh, I think at large we're probably making a little too much of it. Um, but – I also am one of those people that think that, you know, all jokes are rooted in some kind of truth. Mm, mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't think it was anything malicious, um, but I do think everybody's kind of aware of it. And when something happens like that, when you have uh, speculation and uh, somebody that you're supposed to be brothers with saying they want to leave, um, whether or not you whether or not you come off and say, say that it's okay, it still kind of sits with you a little bit. So um, I think in the grand scheme of things, this is just a minor blip on the radar. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. 
But um, I think it did get to Neymar a little bit, which is why I think Variety had to kind of pull him back in, mm-hmm. kind of saying, hey, you know, we were, we were messing with you. It's not that big of a deal. Come celebrate. And I think he, he's still kind of trying to feel kind of like maybe where does he fit in now, I think, is still kind of at the forefront of his, of his mind. Clearly, the players, the squad, they all are aware of the situation. They're giving them a hard time, even if it is playful. Guillaume, is that scenario good for the club? Like having this kind of elephant in the room, is that a good thing? <sighs> I wish I had an answer. But yeah. obviously, um, Mbappe hadn't signed yet the 35-page document. Mm. Uh, produced by the legal department of Paris Saint-Germain that had to be signed by every player for this season, uh, saying what they can do, what they cannot do in public, in private, blah, 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 blah. Um, It looks like the club is trying to tighten a little bit more its image, which has been very loose. Now the Neymar thing. (laughs) Nobody's... um, It's funny, if if you go to uh, Reddit, soccer, Mm-hmm. Like a few months ago, you know, Neymar, Neymar, uh, left ear is scratchy, he's scratching his ear. 200, uh, 500 comments, top of the page. Now, anything about Neymar, nobody cares. Nobody, everybody's tired of the Neymar saga. Whether he stays, whether he goes, whatever. I think people need to, uh, people have the need to not think about Neymar. Out, outside the pitch. Now it's time to see Neymar on the pitch, whether it's with us or with another club. Um, no, it's not good for Hollywood FC. We have already many, many things uh, outside of football that make people talk and comment. We, have, uh, we hate it in France. Uh, that being said, I've noticed that in the forums, People are also starting to get tired of Paris Saint-Germain, excuse my expression, and are looking forward to football. And this season, we could have some good football. And um, if Neymar stays, doesn't get injured, the saga will disappear in thin air. People will forget and move on and will focus on football. Is it going to happen? We don't know. So no, of course, the, the Neymar shenanigans are not good for Paris Saint-Germain. But nothing is all black or all white. Neymar is bringing us so much attention. And uh, he's our biggest player by far. He's a world star. He's got, I don't know how many millions of followers on Instagram. So nothing is all black or all white. Yeah. So the more we talk about Neymar, the more we talk about Paris Saint-Germain. So it's good for business. It's not good for football. No. And in, in Neymar, just having him in the squad is more than likely helped with that new Nike deal, the new sponsorship deal on the kit. I mean, he's really helped us, you know, balance our books in terms of getting that influx of cash with sponsors who want to be associated with Neymar. So in that sense, he's definitely been good. But having this, this elephant in the room where everyone is thinks he's going to leave. No one knows what he's going to do. It's kind of an issue. So there's been rumors, obviously Barcelona, everything from like 90 million plus Rakitic and Coutinho or any sort of, you know, multiple players they've been offering. The latest is that vice president, Barca uh, vice president, Jordi 
Cardoner. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but he's basically said that a deal for Neymar is not going to happen this summer, but he left the door open for maybe in the future, they're going to keep an eye on the situation. So do we think that nothing else is going to happen? I can't imagine PSG would loan him out. Um, Ali Moreno on ESPN FC, he talked about that PSG need to maybe go a little bit more than halfway. They, they might need to take less just to get him out of the club. And if you are someone who thinks that he's kind of poisoning the club and a distraction, maybe that is what PSG need to do. So James, do you think that PSG should just take the best that they can get, even if it's not fair market value, or do you think they should hold on to this asset and keep them, even if he's not happy, even if he's being a disturbance in the locker room? Under no circumstances does he leave PSG and go back to Barcelona. And that is, I think I mentioned this before, because the, just because he leaves here and we swap him for some players and some cash does not mean that this is over. I think that that means that we we start this all over again. We got another player from Barcelona who didn't want to be here in the first place, and they spend the next year and a half, two years, trying to get him back. So I don't think that – I don't know. Unless it's over market value, I don't think we give him back to, to Barcelona. Now, if we want to sell for a little less than market value to somebody else, I would entertain it. Um, but I would also see how maybe the first couple months of the season go. If it's still rocky and we can't we can't just put it behind us for a little bit, um, then maybe we start having those discussions a little bit more. I don't think a decision really needs to be made. When when is the transfer window in? The thirtieth, thirty first. I don't know that we we try to rush anything um, now. I think you, we kind of just have to take it for what it is and uh, go forward, assess the situation as we go along because you want to have this all figured out, hopefully before the Champions League because yeah. we already have enough going on as it is trying to get through get through uh, the round of 16. So, well, it uh, doesn't matter. He's suspended for the Champions League for, for, for three, five games. I forgot. Well, then that's three true. Games, but... That's true. But, um, I mean, the last thing you want is to try to shoehorn him in once we make it out of the group and then have another yet another disaster mm -hmm. on our hands. So I think we just need to kind of play this one slow and see, see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So Kose, I mentioned, should PSG sell him from less than market value? And then it hit me. What is his value right now? This is a player that's been injured the last two seasons. He hasn't really contributed that much in terms of champions league football when it matters. He just hasn't been able to get on the pitch. There's no denying off the pitch. He's, amazing he's a cash cow he brings in sponsors but can PSG reasonably like is what Barcelona offering is that more than enough I know we all have this picture in our minds of what Neymar is worth his quality but that's all in the past if you look at what he's done while at PSG when it really matters in the Champions League isn't really delivered so what is his value right now well I think um I think he's invaluable. <laughs> okay. I think yeah. that um he's the best player by far in our club Um, and I've never seen PSG play the way they play when Neymar's on the pitch. Um, I think he will bring many, many problems to your club, um, but also beautiful football. Uh, and I will never forget how Neymar had um, Henderson and company scrambling around in midfield, trying to get him, uh, you know, Mark, trying to intercept the ball from him, and he was just absolutely tearing them apart. The team that won the Champions League, 
Um, and I think that just that's enough proof, uh, at least for me, that we should try to keep him at all costs. Um, I think we got really, really lucky with how the stars aligned. Um, and so no, no club could afford him and take him away from us. Um, but he's kind of stuck now. Um, and I think he's smart enough to not try and break everything. He knows he has to play well this season. He knows he has to keep showing um, what he can do to the world, even if it's with us. Um, and I think that's the best chance we have right now of not only giving Neymar his value back, but also us using that as a platform to go farther into the competition, which we want to win. Um, so I think that it is fantastic if we keep him at all costs. I think he's not leaving. Um, and if he stays, I want him starting every game. It's kind of like the uh, Kawhi Leonard situation, if you're an NBA basketball fan, where he was injured with the San Antonio Spurs. They sent him to Toronto Raptors, who let's pretend in this example is PSG, and he had an amazing season and delivered an NBA championship, and then he was free to go wherever. So here's Neymar coming off an injury, coming to, back to PSG. If he can deliver a Champions League trophy, we, I think PSG will gladly send him for less than whatever. Just, you know, go on. You've given us what we needed. It's kind of a similar situation. Um, Guillaume, if I can, ask you to put on your uh, manager hat for a second. If you were Thomas Tuchel, what would you do to make Neymar happy this season? Let's just assume we can't move him and he's here at the club. What would you do to make him happy, whether that's on the pitch, in the locker room? What would you do? So the, the reason he's unhappy – it's unclear, but we can guess. I mean, mm -hmm. been, uh, he's 27 now. Since the age of 17, he's been this incredible player. Uh, before he moved to Barcelona, he was really already quite known. Um, he's, he's outside of Brazil. His transfer to Barcelona was big already, and that's, uh, he was, what, 19, I think, when he moved there? Um, 20. And since then, he's been, uh, yeah, in the shadow of Messi, sure, but he grew as a world star. Neymar by himself is a huge business. He cost the club 20, more than 20% of the uh, overall budget, yearly budget of Paris Saint-Germain. Um, he's been unhappy because for the first time in his career, he had, he had setbacks after setbacks after setbacks to his, his injuries. And uh, also, Paris Saint-Germain is the only, only the second club he's been um, with in Europe. It's his first big transfer since Brazil. Apparently, his adaptation in Paris was a little difficult. That's not Barcelona for sure. Um, and then injuries after injuries. And then he's under a lot of pressure as a football player in Paris, but also as a businessman. And um, the club is not bigger than Neymar, but the sponsors are. Mm -hmm. um, so the only way for Neymar to be happy this season is to play football. Because you can tell he loves playing with Mbappe. I mean, these two together are unbelievable. Yeah. And now there's Sarabia to, uh, to help, which we didn't have a player like that last season. Well... We had Draxler, but he was not played in his favorite position. So, um, football. If Neymar plays, things settle down a bit. He may become a little happier um, and forget about 
all that that bad period. I mean, the guy had been incredibly unlucky. Um, he got injured again playing with Brazil against Qatar. Like, oh, I see a message here. So all this can, can change if he stays. Um, he's going to have to deal. Oh, in the good news, uh, his rape accusations are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still, I don't know if he's facing jail in, in Spain. Like every major player apparently was been playing in Spain for a while for tax evasion. But he's got some trouble on, on that end. But nobody cares. If things can settle down a bit, if he can play Loki and play football, he may, he, may, he may change his mind. One big thing, though, I think, is going to be the way the fans welcome him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he plays against Neem uh, next weekend and gets booed. So that, that might be... Um, I hope, I hope the ultras are going to spread the word and say, you know what? Mm-hmm. He's, got a, he's got a free one here. It's Neymar. We, 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 we'll let him be. Let's not boo him. He needs to settle down after all this incredible unlucky period he went through. I mean, the poor, the poor guy. He's playing for the big games, and every time an injury prevents him from playing the big games, whether it's with the, the, his club or the national team. Whoa! Um, another did, Anna, what? Well, he did play. He was amazing, and everybody loved him. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But um, also, I'd be very surprised if he lives. Um, Nike is bigger than Paris Saint Germain. Uh, a core group is bigger than Paris Saint Germain. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we got the new huge jersey sponsor is Neymar. One of the reasons why we got this huge, absolutely colossal Nike contract is Neymar. How do you think Nike and Oko will feel if Neymar leaves? So he must be under pressure from the club, from Barcelona, from the sponsors, from everybody. It's a tough period for him. Hopefully, again, this settles down and Neymar can slowly... Also, we have a new medical staff at Paris Saint-Germain. I think the... That doctor, I forgot his name. I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. He got fired, uh, Manu Military, apparently, by the club. Because uh, Neymar was really, really, really unhappy mm-hmm. with, with So, Tuchel has nothing to do with that. It's Leonardo, it's Nasser, it's the, the, the club, the higher levels of the club. They are showing hints that they're trying to keep him and make him happier. But again, he's going to be on the pitch. In just a few sentences, we'll just go down the line here. What do you think when Neymar makes his um, home appearance this season? What do we think the reaction is going to be? Um, James, do you think it's going to be mostly applaud, applause or booze? What do you think? I think it's going to be mixed. Okay. 50-50? Yeah, I don't know that just listening on the television, you're going to be able to tell – too much. I think you're just going to hear noise, and it's going to the, be- the sound engineer. I can tell you is going to be <laughs> doing like mix and minus, like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Kose, what do you think? What's the reaction going to be? Actually, James, you know, he took the words out of my mouth. I think it's going to be mixed as well. I think it's going to be more negative towards the uh, beginning, but I know that Neymar streaks and break and change everybody's mind. Yeah, and Guillaume, what do you think? Same. So I hope the ultras are going to, who really are the club, the club 
you know, it's not Neymar, it's not Mbappé, it's not Nike, it's not. It's the ultras. They are the heart of this club. They are the club. And I think the players really understand the difference between the regular people coming to Parc des Princes and the ultras. And what really, really, really matters to them. And every time after a game, where do they go? They go to see the ultras. So if the ultras are smart, and they are, Mm-hmm. They have an amazing management um, and they keep it like cheerful and then, then it's going to be all right. The rest, there's going to be some, some booing, you know, mm-hmm. but if, if it doesn't come from the ultras, good. I think that the, I think I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be mixed, but, uh, and maybe not, not on the debut um, of Neymar at home, but I think at some point there will be a TIFO or some kind of sign that, has some strong language towards Neymar, basically like get it together or get out. I think ultras are only going to put up with so much. Um, and, and Neymar to some extent has disrespected the club by kind of trying to work a deal out through his team, through closed doors and things like that. And I think the ultras have taken note of that. I also just wanted to add that ahead of the uh, Trophy des Champions, uh, Mbappe did say that uh, he does not want Neymar to leave and he knows what I think of him and his situation. So make of that what you will. Guys, I think we've, kind of hit our limit on Neymar talk. So let's talk about the season, which starts on Sunday, I believe, against Nîmes. Um, this is going to be at home. So what are our expectations for PSG this season? Um, we'll start with uh, – let's go with Kose first. What, do you, what are your expectations for the season? Right. Um, I think, you know, it, taking out the first game, we're going to be able to – a lot more than where we can right now. Um, I think, of course, we've seen mostly tests and trials from Tuchel um, and his team so far. But I am really excited about the the people that we've brought in this year. I mean, we I've you know I'm a very big La Liga fan. I absolutely adore Sarabia, even from before he was even rumored to come to PSG. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. Ghana is fabulous as well. You can tell about how, how many um, the Everton fans were absolutely, they were terrified that he was yeah. going to leave um, because he's obviously very good. Uh, and so I, in these players, and of course, Herrera, I place a lot of faith. Um, I think they give a new dimension to PSG, which is a club that can handle absences, can handle injuries, is more prepared. Um, and I think that's exactly the direction we had to go after the end of last season, where we had to start fullbacks as midfielders and fullbacks as center backs and goalkeepers as strikers and who knows what else. But, um, you know, finally we've gotten some people um, on the positions we needed. Um, and hopefully we can not only regain uh, the domestic dominance with, you know, winning the Coupe de France again, which is a big trophy, and mm-hmm. trying, you know, to go far again in the Coupe de la Ligue, uh, winning the league, but also finally we can if Neymar stays I think we can finally break that semi-final um for the first time yeah domestic dominance has got to be restored I did not losing uh those two trophies last season so even this season getting that trophy to champion just felt good so I want all the French trophies James what are your expectations for this season well I expect us to win the league mm-hmm. to start going out on a limb there I like it <laughs> Uh, I expect to pick up – I don't know that I expect to pick up all of the trophies. Uh, I would like us to. I know that we're capable of, but I know things happen along the way. You know, sometimes you sleepwalk through through a few and, and you get beat. Um, but I I expect to see a lot of rotation in the squad, and I, like, and I expect to see a lot of growth, um, whether that be from 
uh, Areola, just getting better as time goes on, fewer mistakes. Uh, Marquinhos starting to, to take a little more of that role maybe away from Silva a little bit. You know, Silva's probably on his way out soon. Um, and I expect us to get out of the round of 16. Here's hoping. I don't know if we can go another season with a round of 16 exit. Um, it wouldn't be good. Um, I'm hoping yeah. the, the more often I say it, the, uh, the more true it becomes. Yeah. Uh, Guillaume, we'll have Neymar, it looks like. Round of 16, is that a bare minimum? How far do you think this team can go as currently constructed in the Champions League? Frankly, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I don't care about the results. Um, I want the team to play football. I want the team to play good football, um, a modern football, to stop being completely torn apart on, on the opposition's transitions. Um, in many ways, look at City this season. They had, a, they had a great run in Champions League. They lost just by like, like a hair, but nobody was screaming. They had a, a beautiful game. They got a little lunky. That's part of the game. I want to see um, a scandal-free season. I want to stop seeing those absurd voodoo things we've seen the past three or four years we lost because of VAR. We lost because of no VAR. Uh, no more of that. Football, just some football. If we, um, we have, we'll never have a drama-free season. This is Paris Saint-Germain, there's always. Yeah. But like if we can minimize this, and it's looking like it may happen, if we can have a balanced team, if we can play some beautiful football, make the fan happy, and if we get beaten in a round of 16 after an incredible game, be it. Be it. People need to talk about Paris Saint-Germain in terms of football, not in terms of anything else. Aha, VAR, aha, no VAR, no, no, none of that. So, of course, if this happens, if we have a balanced team, if we play beautiful football, then maybe good things will follow. Um, but in terms of results, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. Going out of the round of 16, of course, would be great. Passing the quarter would be fantastic. Um, but for me, it's like the cherry on, on the cake, and the cake is just football. Let's talk about football. Let's have a football club playing football, beautiful football, that people enjoy, whether it's PSG fans or not, that people discuss on the forums, oh, my God, did you see this? That's what... I hope for this season. Yeah. And I mentioned, I, I want to win every trophy, but I would be okay. The, um, you know, some of the smaller domestic cups, if we could get some of the younger players, if we could rotate the squad and get, you know, Stanley and Soki, Colin Dagba, get those guys in there and see if they can progress and maybe win that trophy for us. I'd love to see um, Tuchel work with some of the youngsters and give them playing times in those domestic cups. So that's kind of what I'm hoping, what I'm looking for. Uh, Guillaume, I have a feeling, though, as long as Neymar is in this team, it's going to be constant drama. And he may not even be doing anything. It may be Barcelona tampering, hopefully maybe getting him in January or you know just the media needing their, their clicks. They're always going to be making something up about PSG. So drama-free, I'm not sure, but I'm with you. I want to see um, some just brilliant play. Um, I want to get back to football, and I think once we do that, the yeah. results will come. I don't know if it's going to be constant drama with, with Neymar because 
at the end, it's also, like I mentioned earlier, big business. Mm -hmm. And that's going to not good for sponsors. Drama is not good for sponsors overall. So he's going to have to, someone in his entourage or some, I don't know, they're going to have to rethink a strategy in terms of communication from the Neymar thing. And yeah. he, may, he, may, he may play it low-key. And that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Just football. Well, well, he's an old signing. Let's talk about some of the new signings that have already come in. Um, we kind of mentioned a few already. I'm most excited about Idrissa Gay. I think he, I called him in another podcast, like a poor man's uh, Conte. And I only say that just because I think they're a pretty close level on skill wise. He just, he just costs a lot less. That's why I call him that. But I'm very excited about him. I think he's going to lock down that uh, center of the midfield where just in front of the defense so that they don't have to do nearly as much. Uh, Tiago Silva is getting up there in age. Marquinhos is just amazing. So if he can drop back into his more um, normal position as a center back with uh, Drisa just in front of him, I think that's going to be great. So he's the signing that I'm most looking forward to. Uh, but James, we'll start with you here. Give me a signing that you're most excited about. Uh, why? And then if you want to just elaborate, if PSG need any additional signings. I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think gay is probably going to be my favorite signing. Um, I think the best way to hide whoever it is that we have in the sticks, in, in between the sticks, is to get the, the defense in front of him to minimize as many uh, shot attempts that, that he would have to save. So um, I think he helps tremendously in that direction, in, in, that, uh, in that field there. Um, but just overall, I, I think – I don't know that we – well, other than a goalkeeper, we'll just throw it out there. I don't know that we need anybody else. I, I think that we've got the depth now, and um, hopefully with the new medical staff, we don't have an, an injury bug at the end of the year where we're saying, oh, we've only got you know, 15 guys out here, and we don't have, everybody's got to play out of position and do that. We've got actual depth in the midfield, and I think we have guys that we can actually rotate in on the back end and guys that we can we can play around with in the front. So um, Gay is who I am look, most looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know that we need need anybody else, really. I feel like people are sleeping on this team. I know people know that PSG is good, but I think the last two exits in the Champions League, people just kind of write them off. But you look at the quality, Mbappe and Neymar, Cavani, Di Maria, and then there's new signings. So you have Gay. Um, Herrera, who came on a free. I mean, we've got um, Sarabia for, what, like 18? I mean, this is a really mm -hmm. balanced team. I think we're really just a goalkeeper away. So uh, Kose is, uh, is gay. Are you like us? Is he the signing that you're most excited about, or is it somebody else? Well, I absolutely adore Ghana. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we need any goalkeeper. You know, call me crazy. But yeah. um, my favorite signing is actually Ander Herrera because mm – -hmm. I seen him play several times um, for Spain, for United, even for Bilbao before. Um, he's always been fantastic. Um, and even when he has had trouble, he's had the resiliency and the will to come back um, onto a level that will make him a starter again in what I think is any team. Um, I think he, his attitude is his biggest uh, asset. Um, and I think that he is a person that will always deliver everything he can for the club he plays for. So I am extremely happy about him. Um, 
he is incredible defending, um, just like Anna, but he can also attack. Uh, he's a player that can run the midfield very confidently, and I am really excited to what he can do, not only in the league, but also in the Champions League, of course. Excellent. Guillaume, I'm going to ask you the same question, but I also want to ask you, is our midfield a Champions League winning midfield right now? It's uh, too early to tell. Um, but what Gay is going to bring, I mean, you know, it's all suppositions. Um, but you would think, because that's what Conte brings, that's what this type of player brings to the team. So Verratti is fried after the 65th minute. He's asked to defend like a bulldog. Marco Verratti is uh, five feet six, weighs 60 kilos. And he defends like he weighs 120 kilos. No wonder why he's fried after 60 minutes. So now you have Gay that can add that additional intensity everywhere on the pitch. That's going to free up some energy for Verratti. So Verratti won't have to do these massive runs back. You won't see Angel Di Maia running back 80 meters and doing a stupid tackle in the square and causing a penalty because Gay is going to do that. So that's going to free up a little bit of energy and uh, free Di Maria's mind a bit, a bit more. And then Gay himself won't be alone doing the defensive work because we have Herrera now. Um, and Verratti... Verratti will still do a lot of defensive tasks. And then, you know, we have Paredes as a real midfielder too, who can come in. We have Marquinhos, who's proven that during the Trophée des Champions that he hasn't forgotten how to play as a six. Look at the pass he did to Sarabia. Mm -hmm. Leo assists by Sarabia to Mbappé. <laughs> um, if Liverpool won the Champions League, with clown and painters in midfield, um, I think yeah we have a um, we have a Champions League winning midfield yes, but Gay plus Sarabia plus Paredes plus Verratti plus Marquinhos all those guys in a rotation. I don't know why he wouldn't completely transform the team. I mean it's, but um, I will, I'm, I'm moving on to the. The question okay. you may ask me. Yeah, we right back position. Mm. Uh, Danny Alves. Yeah. Um, Meunier doesn't really strike well, me as. Meunier has a weird season last season with Paris Saint Germain. He, he never really started. He was on the bench. And a little stability would be good for him. But um, Kerr is. is, is can, can help as a right back. He's a very defensive right back, which is great for some, some games. And uh, there's been some rumors about Yusuf at all from yeah, Nice. I think, yeah. I think he would be a great signing. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Not defensively. But my God, this guy is incredible. Loads uh, of pace. I'd love him at PSG. He's technical. He's great football IQ. The thing is, he shattered his collarbone in the uh, African Cup. And uh, like bad, mm -hmm. really bad. On another hand, that may lower his transfer uh, price by quite a lot. And he expressed that he'd be interested to come. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should get him. 
play with money and care for a while. And Atal in 2020 would, would start incorporating the team. Uh, but we need a, we need a, or another guy, we need a right back. Um, I mean, you have Dagba who showed signs. I think he could play some league on games. I don't know if I would trust him in the Champions sure. League. But. We, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Champions League. Oh, yeah. And Atal isn't proven at all in the Champions League neither. Right. So, yeah, Dagba, sure. Uh, you were mentioning Ensoki. I think he's on his way out. Oh, he is. Okay. We sold uh, so many <laughs> young players. And Cuckoo. Um, who are some of the other? I mean, we sold a bunch. There's a long list. gone. Yeah. Debbie and Cuckoo. Wea. Uh, so, and Soki's on his way out. Uh, I'm missing two. We're missing two. We suck We've at. made a good profit off of them. I mean, these Embezzle. are players that really cost us nothing. Yes. Uh, no, I think he's going to stay in Bissell. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who's the guy that scored on the preseason friendly and then immediately left? Okay, so, um, yeah, he went to Lusk. And I'm yeah. confused between our two. We have a Turkish, French-Turkish guy who's a, a, a good clue, who's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. He's, this guy is amazing. But we had a huge um, forward. I, Zag- no, I was thinking Zagre, but he's still here. No, no. Oh, well, Zagre is, our, he's st- Zagre is not going anywhere. No. Uh, he's our new diamond but no uh he never he played once with the first team a year ago and then he played again during this preseason and he got um sold to lusk to lille and he's going to be playing with where uh a forward huge guy uh we we lost track first of all we're not doing your homework we should be like boom 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 but we know yeah. uh ah, sorry guys but um it's uh we've never seen that before the club is the club is making money with its youth, and that's why they're investing 200 million euros in the, in the training center, because that will bring on a regular basis uh, solid income to the club that, that needs it. But uh, it's a little unsettling, isn't it? Like all, all those young guys going, ooh. Um, will we see something from Simmons? Say again? I was wondering if we would see something from Simmons this season. You know, the Barcelona product? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's 16 years old. Uh, we have another one. Um, I forgot his name that we got two seasons ago and he was like yet another diamond from La Massa. Um, he's got a strange name, like he's um, Spanish, Tunisian, I think. And he was supposed to be absolutely incredible. He's with the youth team and I haven't heard from him. Um, we signed a few young players too from uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to do an article about it because everybody's confused. Like, who's, who's still here? Who's coming? Who's... There's, no, there's no reserve team anymore. Right. Uh, it's, very, it's very confusing. But yeah, People can't be too upset. We've had so many youngsters coming and going, and Lille especially. They've, they've bought a lot of our you know, players um, over the years. So there's a lot to keep up with with our youth team. Oh, and we may get 30% of those Celsos transferred to Tottenham. So 70 million pounds was mm-hmm. announced. So that's about, uh, ooh, the, the pound is going down. So it's quite something like 80 million euros. We would get 20 plus for Flo Celso. That's not yeah. bad. If we can use it for a starting right back and goalkeeper, I'm all for it. Um, Mark Damon on our other podcast, The 1970, he had a great question and I wanted to open up to you guys as we wrap up this episode. Um, Kose, PSG win the Champions League if? Um, PSG win the Champions League 
if they become more consistent. Um, and it was some of the, was uh, something I mentioned in our little you know interview article we did uh, on how PSG always seems to pull the result out of the hat when everything is against them and it looks like nothing is gonna work. Um, but then on the other hand, when it looks like we finally might go through and we have some chance and we just need to be smart about it, um, we always end up slipping and letting it go. So like Guillaume said, you know, we will win the Champions League when we stop being full of debacles and remontadas and something incredible has happened, VAR, offsides, goals. Every, every I feel like since the remontada, every year has been some sort of debacle. Um, and we will only win the Champions League when we become consistent enough to avoid those situations, even if, if we still lose. Um, but, you know, yeah. developing a mentality and a style of play that will be able to avoid those situations specifically. I love it. James, PSG win the Champions League if? They win the Champions League if they develop an, an assassin's mentality. So um, essentially kind of what Kose said, when whether they're down five or up five, they're, they're playing the same way, whether they're trying to come back or – if um, we've got a return leg that we're supposed to win and we just need to be safe, we, we have that mentality that it doesn't matter what goes on, what they're doing on the other side. You know, we need to handle our business and we'll, and we'll win the game. We, we can't have a mentality where we just are trying to sit back and survive. We need to have a mentality where we're going to go take it. So when that, when that happens, that's when we win. Yeah, they had that kind of assassin mentality. What happened against Manchester United doesn't happen because they would have never left up, especially at home. Uh, Guillaume, PSG win the Champions League if? Nothing to add, really, yeah. A matter yeah. of culture. So if the, the, that culture, that, that thirst for, or that hate for defeat, mm -hmm. rather, um, grows a bit more. And I think the players we got are perfect for that, the, the, the players we got in this transfer window. Um, and a little bit of luck because despite all of, of our shenanigans and how loose the club is or structures need to be tightened more <laughs> we got so unlucky between the draws the injuries and also last season more than 10 times Tuchel did not have 18 players on the game roster. He didn't have the number of players that is, it's not mandatory, but he's recommended to put down on the, the paperwork before a game. That didn't help to try to win the Champions League in these conditions. So we've seen good, good signs. The club trying to tighten things. Mm -hmm. Getting the utility players, we, um, we have been desperate to get all these years. Um, positive messages from Mbappe. Mbappe has been great, I think, this past month. Um, he has also his first complete preseason uh, physical. He was saying he never had that in his career, and he looks so sharp. Um, just positivity little things and then the bad stars disalign and some some good stars realign and is it going to happen this season no idea how can we 
pre, you know, project anything like this, but it's looking good. It's looking good. Things are starting to look a little bit more positive, even with the Neymar saga. Yeah, after last season, before the second leg of the Manchester United game, I think I predicted PSG would score eight. So after that, I'm out of the prediction business. I'm no longer allowed to give predictions. Um, but I'm with all you guys. I agree. I think if you're too cool, you've got to post a banner, or hang a banner that has the score from, you know, against Barca and against Manchester United, just to remind these guys, like, this is your, this currently, this is your legacy at PSG. And it's up to you guys to do something about it. This should anger you every single day. This should make you show up on time, train harder than ever before, and instill that culture that's desperately needed and that killer instinct where it doesn't matter if Manchester United's coming to your building with a, a C squad and all their best players are injured. You need to go out there and score eight and not just hang back and think, oh, we're PSG and we're going to win. So a complete mentality change has to be in store for this team if they're going to go anywhere. Guys, I'm all out of topics. Um, let's go down the line. Let people know how they can find you on social media. And if you're working on anything, um, this is the time to share it. But we'll start with uh, Guillaume. Go ahead. I'm on Twitter off the, off the door, off the door one, actually. Um, I'm on PSG Talk. And we are working on our YouTube channel. You may have noticed here yes. and there, little videos coming in. Um, the exclusive video we did of the Parc des Princes tour has been very um, uh, we, we saw a lot of views we're happy about that nobody else did it some media sent photographers we sent a video crew not you know top-notch video crew we still a semi-pro mm -hmm. but uh, we give you a complete tour of the Parc des Princes and um, don't expect many videos every month um, we don't have big uh, big budgets big budgets <laughs> We don't have budgets at all, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But once or twice a month, the YouTube channel will, beside the podcast that we all, po all yeah. post there, will have little things for you. Absolutely. And that's youtube.com backslash PSG Talk. Kose, where can people find you? And if you're working on anything, go ahead and plug it. Absolutely. Um, well, you can find me at, at Kose Spinoza on Twitter. It's, uh, you know, fairly simple, <laughs> straightforward. Um, and... <laughs> Not much. I mean, I'm a big La Liga fan, um, huge MLS fan as well. So if you're interested in any of those, I tweet about those a lot. <laughs> but then, um, of course, PSG is the, the love of my life. So yes. I'm happy. <laughs> Hopefully they won't break your heart this year. <laughs> James, how can people find you? And if you're working on anything, let us know. Uh, you can find me at, at Teague13 on Twitter. I'm um, not the most active, but uh, when I do, I'm pretty chatty. Um, I've got some podcasts coming down the pike for college football, those who are uh, American football fans, um, doing some of that. And uh, Ed's favorites, yeah. Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> that might be – that'll be in the works later. Yeah, we need to launch our uh, college football podcast. I'm a Tennessee Volunteers fan, and if you even remotely follow, you'll know that Alabama has crushed us for – last 20 plus years so <laughs> looking forward to another season you never know <laughs> all right well thank you all for listening and we'll hit you on the next one au revoir for now still marks uh saying there okay bye bye <laughs>